Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Our hearts, apart from God, are sinful. They're wicked. We really don't know how bad they are. And what that really means is this. We decide, Adam and Eve decided, just like we did, that we're going to live independent from God. With that independence comes evil. And that evil expresses itself in so many ways. The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? Today, Pastor Mark delivers a diagnosis that we don't fully comprehend. Humanly speaking, there's no remedy. Divinely, we're in luck. We learn our spiritual heart is the control center where all the decisions of life are made, and that apart from God, our control center is flawed. Listen in to hear biblical solutions for keeping this in check and maintaining focus. Keep in mind when we're not under God's control, we're under Satan's control, which means we'll never be able to do life right. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now let's join Pastor Mark in the book of Proverbs, chapter 2, verse 11, with part one of our message entitled, Where Life Makes Up Its Mind. Proverbs chapter 4. A while back, I was walking through the neighborhood. We still had some homes that hadn't been finished being built. And I watched a truck come by, and it was a city inspector inspecting the homes. And he got out of his little truck, and he put together this long pole, had a couple sections, and on the top of it was a 90, and a, with a 90 degree was this big mirror. I wonder, well, what in the world is he going to do with that? Well, he went over to this house where they had been pouring the foundation and then the blocks in the corner. And as most of you know, you have to pour cement all the way down in them. So he took this little guy, kind of like you do when you look at a cavity the dentist does. He took this and he looked down and he went to the next one and he went to the next one and he went all the way around the house with this big mirror. Why did he have to do that? Why is there even a need for an inspector in a building project? Well, why? You're going to find out tonight why. Because our heart is deceitfully wicked. You see, if somebody can get away with it, they're going to get away with it because it's worth bucks to them. So he went everywhere looking. We'll see tonight that 
Solomon tells us the same thing. And then he gives us some keys to our heart and how to guard our heart because we live in a world that is really like this. Sin is prevalent, even in our own lives. Let's look at Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. Solomon says this, Above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. The heart is not the blum, blum, blum beaten in me. Our heart is our whole being. It's our will. It's our mind. It's our emotion. It's the center of our intellect. The Bible, when it speaks about the heart, is talking about the control center of our life, where all decisions are made. Say with me tonight, control center. You'll remember that as we go through. Control center. The heart is where life makes up its mind. The Bible says, as a man or woman thinks in their heart, so are they. So, where we make up our minds, how to live life, make the decisions, the choices we make, it occurs in our heart, not our physical heart, but our spiritual heart. That center of our will, that center of our emotions, and that center of our intellect. Now, we want to break down this verse tonight. And I want to see the first two keys that Solomon gives us. The first key is this. Solomon says this. Focus on your heart. Focus on your heart. Look what he says. He says, above all else. In other words, this is a high priority. Take a look at your heart. Take a look at it. So what we're going to do tonight is we're going to look at our heart. Now in this building, when that inspector was there, those columns were all straightened up. And from the outside, looked great. But he had to take that little mirror to look down inside to see what the real condition was. Well, that's what we're going to do tonight. You see, as you sit there in your chair, many of us, we look pretty good. Everything looks fine. But God is going to take his little mirror. He's going to look at your heart. Now, it's not the neighbor's going to look at your heart. Because God's going to be looking at theirs too. And God's been looking at mine all week. So you're going to get it tonight. <laughs> he, he takes that mirror... And Solomon says, notice, he gives an emphasis. He says right here, above all else, high priority, focus on your heart. Now what's the problem? Here's the problem. In our society, we don't focus on the inside. In our society, we focus on the outside. We look at all the things that we can tell from the outside. We focus really all on the outside with makeup. I mean, how many spas are there around? Nothing wrong with looking good. Nothing wrong with having nice makeup. Nothing wrong with a shower. Amen? <laughs> Amen. 
Nothing wrong with that at all. Nothing wrong with lifting a little what? Weights. Looks good. But there's more to life than the outside. So Solomon says, be careful. You can't focus on the outside. You have to, first things first, you have to focus on the inside. Now in the Hebrew, the way this sentence structure is, it's very interesting. Because the Hebrew says this, it's emphatic. The way it places this at the beginning of the sentence means this. Listen up, Solomon says. This is one thing to do. Pay attention to this. Keep on doing it. Don't forget it. So, what I want you to turn to your neighbor and say tonight is this. Listen up. This is important. Go ahead. Did, did you notice whether they took a shower or not? This is very important. So, Solomon says, hey, listen up. Look at your heart. Focus on your heart. Now, Jesus knew this same principle. You might make a note of it, Matthew 12. It says this, For out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. In other words, what is down inside of us, the real at the control center, what's down inside is going to come out. Notice this verse, 423, it says, Above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. You see, what comes out of us affects all areas of our life. And Solomon has much to say about it. In the New Living Translation, this verse is translated, it says this, Above all else, guard your heart, for it affects everything you do. It's the control center. The control center of your life affects every area of our life. Every decision, every emotion comes from my heart. So I have to focus on it. I have to make it a high priority. But then notice, Solomon says in this verse, there's something else to do besides focus on your heart. Let's take a look at the second. We have to guard our heart. Look at the verse. Above all else... In other words, make it a high priority. Now what? Guard your heart. Turn with me in your Bibles to uh, Jeremiah. Just back a few books. Jeremiah 17. We get a picture of our heart. We get a picture of our heart apart from God. You see, when Adam and Eve were created... Their heart was like the heart of God. It was fine. It was pure. It had good thoughts. But when Adam and Eve sinned, the heart of man became sinful and evil. Every person tonight has heart trouble. Did you hear me? We all, when you go in the doctor's office the next time, when you fill out that little list, just check heart trouble, yes. A great chance to witness. Well, I didn't know you had heart trouble. Well, here's the trouble I have. So remember it. We all have heart trouble. In Jeremiah 17.9, it says this. The heart, you might want to even circle the word the and just put your heart, 
is deceitful above all things, and here's the part I want you to circle, and beyond cure. Who can understand it? In other words, the prophet said, our hearts, apart from God, are sinful, they're wicked, we really don't know how bad they are, and what that really means is this. We decide, Adam and Eve decided, just like we did, that we're going to live independent from God. With that independence comes evil. And that evil expresses itself in so many ways. So, apart from God tonight, our hearts are sinful and wicked, but the second key is this. Notice in that verse, they're beyond cure. Now that's an exciting thing to say in a church, isn't it? Hi, you have a problem. There's no cure. Now, if we heard that in the medical field, wow, it's not good news. When you leave the doctor's office and he says, you have this, and I'm sorry to say there's no cure for it, that's some serious time. So, is there any hope for this? Yes, there's an answer to this, so don't give up tonight. Otherwise, we might as well just leave and go out and have a yogurt somewhere or whatever, because it ain't going to do any good. But there is a cure... But outside of God, there is no cure. Now turn with me to Mark chapter 7. Let's see kind of what comes out of the heart. And by the way, this is your heart too, before God. So we can't sit here tonight and go, all those people that are really sinful, man, they just do terrible things because we have the same kind of heart before Christ. In Mark chapter 7, verse 20, Jesus speaks about an unclean heart, which is just talking about a heart apart from God. What kind of things can you expect in a life apart from God? Well, let's look at verse 20. What comes out of a man is what makes him unclean. So the first key is this. We think that the problem we have in our life is I had bad environment or I grew up in a dysfunctional home. And that's the reason I don't do very well. Pastor Mark, if you knew the dysfunctional home I came from, no wonder I have all these problems. No wonder I have all this anger. No wonder I have all this bitterness. No wonder I'm in a homosexual lifestyle. No wonder I have men and women over all the time, boys, whatever. It's just, it's that dysfunctional home that was my problem. No. It isn't a dysfunctional home. It isn't the external thing. It isn't your boss at work. Jesus said it isn't from the outside that's the problem. Where's the problem come from? It's, you can just call it an inside job. It comes from within me. See, that's why people say this. If we'll just get our society straight, and, and we just get everybody educated, and we give everybody money, we'll be perfectly fine. No, we won't. Because the heart is the problem. It isn't the environment. Now, the environment has a certain role to play. Now, look, read on. Look at verse 21. Jesus says this. For what? What's it say? From where? From within. Out of men's what? Hearts come. Now here comes the list. Evil thoughts. Sexual immorality. Theft. Murder. Adultery. Greed. Malice. Deceit. Lewdness. 
envy, slander, arrogance, and folly. All these evils come from inside and make a man unclean. So, has nothing to do with the environment. People say, well, if we didn't have the internet, and I didn't have the porno sites, or I didn't have that stuff, I wouldn't have trouble with it. It has nothing to do with the internet. It's from within your heart. Well, if I didn't have that wife or the husband like that, I never would have got a divorce. No, it really isn't that. It's from your heart. It's from their heart. So while I have all this marriage problems, it's because of this over here. No, it's, it's not because of that. It's because of your heart and their heart. So one of these weeks we'll talk about envy, greed. Where does it come from? It comes because I don't have enough money. Everybody has more than I have. If I had exactly what they had, I wouldn't have the problem. No, you're wrong. All of our hearts have this inward pointing to evil. It's just there. It's that natural heart. Now, apart from God, you want to write this sentence down for sure. Apart from God, our control center is flawed. Our control center is our heart. It's where we decide to make godly decisions. It's how we live life. So apart from God, our heart is under the control of Satan, and it's beyond any human cure. Without God's help, I cannot please God or follow God. I cannot do life right. Now I want you to listen to this very closely. Some of you here tonight are not yet Christians. You need to understand this statement. Without God, you cannot do life right. No matter how good you are, no matter how you, you cannot do life right. Because the control center, your control center is not ruled by God. You can't please Him. There's absolutely no way to please Him. Now, Proverbs begins to talk to us about the conditions of our heart. What kind of things our heart looks like. Let's turn back to the book of Proverbs. I'm going to run you through these very quickly. What is our heart like today? What does it look like? Well, here's what we see. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 20. We see here a deceitful heart. That we're just deceived by Satan. Notice Proverbs 12, 20. We'll flip through some of them quickly. There is deceit in the hearts of those who plot evil. So, if you don't have God, you'll do some things that are deceitful. It just comes out naturally from your heart. Look at verse 25, same chapter. Without God, you have an anxious heart. In fact, that word in the Hebrew means this, full of depression, no peace. Do we have any depression in our country today? Now, I'm not saying that every person that has depression has an evil heart, but often that is the case. Proverbs 12.25 says, An anxious heart weighs a man down. In other words, without God, you can't have peace. So things always bring this anxiety and this depression in our lives. Proverbs 18.12. You'll see here something very dangerous. It's called a prideful heart. A prideful heart. Before his downfall, 
A man's heart is proud. So a prideful heart is simply this. You say, well, I'm not turning my control center over to anybody. I'm handling my own life. I tell you what will come to your life, a fall. And the fall will be great. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. And nobody could put him back together. And you will not be put back together. You see, prideful heart will destroy you. Look at one more chapter, 19, verse 3. And here's one that's a, a really tough heart in our world is filled with it tonight. It's an angry heart. A man's own folly ruins his life, yet his heart rages against the Lord. One of the reasons for anger is unforgiveness. And maybe you're here tonight and anger rules your life. And you blame it on the circumstances, or the people, or even God. No, it's inside. You haven't forgiven somebody. This verse says that we can even be angry at God. Now, how could that happen? Well, maybe something in your life took place. A loved one's died. Maybe a, somebody of yours had cancer or a, a terrible disease, and you prayed for him, and you, you just knew God was going to heal him, and God didn't. And you've been sensed, and that day you've been angry at God. Hey, God is in control. Get over it. Ask forgiveness. We don't live in a perfect world. We have a perfect God, but we live in an imperfect world. Don't have an angry heart. Now, when mankind sees all these things coming out of his heart, and he knows he's wicked, we all know that. Here, here's the danger. When we look at some of this stuff on television, we look at some of these things people do and whatever we say, I could never do that. Careful. Because that same thing is right in here. It, it just comes out of us. So what man tries to do when he sees anger and pride and this deceitful heart, he tries to fix the problem externally. He tries to determine that he's going to fix this sin problem from the outside. This is very typical. We were out in, in the Salt Lake area. And it's pretty typical in that area, with the Mormons especially. By the way, much of Christianity is doing well in the Mormon area. And uh, some of the Calvary chapels and the Baptist churches and others are doing well. People are hearing the word of God and going, wow, that's, that's good truth. And their lives are being changed, especially the young people. Why? Because they're taught, you got to do all these things. You got to get married. You got to get married in the temple. You got to have kids. You got to go on this two year missionary turn. You got to do that to get your salvation to be right with God. See, they're trying to fix an evil heart with outward things. Well, that's very typical in most religion. Some of you here tonight, you come to church because somebody invited you here. You think by coming, you're going to fix your problem. Good communication, give money. Wow. Pastor Mark delivered a critical message applicable to every believer, no matter what stage of spiritual maturity they've reached. We learned today that our spiritual hearts encompass our whole being. It's the control center of our mind, will, and emotions. Scripture warns us that before anything else, we're to guard our hearts because it affects everything we do. This sounds like a huge priority and one we shouldn't take lightly. Social media is a huge blessing that most of us use every day. We want to encourage you to become our Facebook friend and follow our Twitter feed. 
At the Facebook page and Twitter feed, we post information about upcoming events, discipleship articles, and encouraging quotes that will inspire you in your walk with Jesus. Log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to the Calvary Chapel Melbourne Facebook page and Twitter feed, or simply search for Calvary CCM on Facebook or Twitter. We even have a specific Facebook page for the Vieira campus. Simply search for Calvary CCM and you'll see the Vieira Campus Facebook page in the search results. Again, to like our Facebook page and subscribe to our Twitter feed, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Again, our web address is LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Don't miss our next study where Pastor Mark lays a biblical foundation for making sure the control center of our lives, our spiritual heart, is in the right hands. We'll learn what to expect when we let our guard down, allowing Satan the perfect opportunity to sneak in, short our circuits, and cause damage. Repairs are going to take time and be costly. What should you do? Be sure you tune in and find out. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Mark continues teaching through the book of Proverbs. That's next time on Lessons for Living. has seen and our ears have heard his word made flesh in a hurting world a new hope he is giving lord let us hear your lessons